Welcome to a new season of Transitions, a podcast by Bostique. Waste treatment, bio-based materials, decarbonisation. In sustainable development, new trends are constantly emerging. Some of them could have a direct impact on the way Bostique works. And those are precisely the ones we will be looking into this season. We will be speaking to people who will help us understand these trends, to anticipate their evolution, and more importantly, their impact. In this first episode, we are interested in the very current subject of bio-based materials, and more precisely, caster seeds, which can be used to make oil, and which Arkema has been working on for the past 20 years to manufacture biosourced polyamides. You may be wondering what polyamides are, Broadly speaking, they are a specific category of polymers, which are derived from petrochemicals. Polyamides are renowned for their high performance, durability and resistance to shocks, and they are often used in textiles. There are different types of polyamides, some of which are famous. For instance, you probably know about polyamide 6-6. It's more familiar name, nylon. Polyamides are used in the manufacture of resins, alloys, coatings, and of course, adhesives. So, what is the link between castor oil and polyamides? We met with Kevin Hanrahan, Global Chief Marketing Officer for Arkema's Technical Polymers, to learn more about this fascinating topic. Could you please start off by introducing yourself? Sure, my name is Kevin Hanrahan. I've been with Arkema, oh my God, for almost uh, 29 years. I am uh, Chief Marketing Officer for the high-performance uh, polymers uh, business uh, of Arkema. And uh, the, the sustainable uh, polyamide 11 that we will, we will speak about is, is really one of our, our key products. So when was the sustainable polyamide 11 created? So it was actually invented uh, in France, in Normandy region, by the way, um, by uh, a company that uh, doesn't exist anymore but has become Arkema over, over the years. And it was invented in 1947, which is actually, there, there's actually a very, very interesting story. Because as you can imagine, that was just after World War II. So it was a very difficult time for, for everybody. And uh, polymers, in fact, played a big role in, in World War II, and, and particularly nylon. And, and polyamide 11, by the way, is a, is a type of nylon. And, and nylon was, was extremely important for soldiers and for, for people going to war. And, uh, and in France, uh, there, there was no access to nylon, actually. So um, the, 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 the scientists in Normandy, they developed uh, polyamide 11 um, using only castor oil because they could not get crude oil. They had no access to crude oil. But, uh, but what we learned you know, many, many years ago, in fact, is that it, it's a much higher performing polyamide, a much higher performing nylon. And just to give you a couple of examples, it's much more flexible. So if you can imagine a piece of nylon, like a toothbrush, it, it doesn't bend very much. Whereas nylon 11 or polyamide 11 is, is actually very, very, very tough, extremely tough, but very flexible. And then perhaps even more important, it's, it's more durable. It has much more impact resistance. And on top of that, it's also much lighter, much, much, very lightweight. What a fascinating story. Now, can you tell us, in your own words, why a company like Arkema would look into something such as castor oil? 
So the, the, there, there's two reasons, I would say. One is inherent, just intrinsic properties of the castor uh, crop itself. It, uh, it is a, really a very a super sustainable crop. Um, in the world of polymers, by the way, when you have a, a bio-based polymer, uh, many times it comes from the origin of that material comes from a, a food stock, a food, a food origin, which is not good because you're competing with food. And on a, on a global scale, um, poor people do not have access, easy access to food. And when a, when a big company industrializes the food crop, in fact, uh, you know, the, the, the consequence, the unintended consequence is that you can deny people access, affordable access to food. So one very important point about castor is it has no food value at, at all. You don't eat castor beans. It has no nutritional value. It's not used even for animal food. There, there's no application. So we consider that to be we consider that to be one of the most important um, intrinsic features. I would say a second one, which is just as important, is is also uh, I go back to my story that uh, that many uh, bio-based polymers they they either come from a food source or they come from the forest. Okay, so it could be from from Brazil, the Amazon uh, rainforest. So you cut down trees. And you turn the trees into, into biopolymers. It's not a good story either. So deforestation is, is also a major concern. And uh, the castor bean, um, it grows almost exclusively in India, in a region of India called Gujarat. And again, it does not compete with food. And there is no, no forest-rich region. So you, you, don't, you don't chop down trees to plant castor beans. In fact, if I can go one step further, castor beans grow in very poor soil. I see. And what efforts are Arkema making to ensure the sustainability of their product? Our strategy is to invest heavily in, in castor oil, and not just from a top-down approach. But in fact, we are the biggest industrial consumers of castor oil in, in the world. And we take, we take our responsibility very seriously. So we, we understand that it's not just enough to say, oh, castor is, is sustainable, we use it and we make polymer and, and that's it. No, no, no. We understand that we, we must get involved from, from the ground, from the bottom up, which means we go to Gujarat, we meet the farmers, we interview the farmers, we help them. Uh, we, we help them to improve their sustainability. So how, how do we do that? We teach them how to use, for example, how to use less water. Okay, water is, is a very precious resource. And in India, it's even more precious. So we teach them how to use less water, how to use less chemicals, how to uh, you know wear protective uh, gloves and and breathing uh, protection and things like that. So we we are absolutely committed not just not just to the crop, but to the farming of the crop. Our customers demand more sustainable products now. They want less less. Uh, consumption of natural resources, and the, the most important one being crude oil. So now we offer a plastic, a high-performance plastic that does not come from crude oil. It has zero, zero impact on natural resources. The only natural resources are renewable. So it is a fully biocircular material. So that, that is a huge benefit for our customers who have sustainability goals and ambitions. And now, looking to the future, what plans do you currently have in the pipeline? We believe in it very strongly, and it's it's not just words. We we are we are we are building a new plant in Singapore right now, which we call the Symphony Project, 
and it will be 100% um, based on castor beans and castor oil. And it's at a huge cost to Arkema. It's it's a public number that we 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 uh, we have shared with the community. It's um, I think it's pretty close to to five hundred million dollar in investment, and and again that will produce only sustainable plastics uh, for a sustainable world. Wow, that's huge. My last question: What advice would you give to anyone who is trying to produce more sustainably? Number one, if if you can look for bio based. At raw materials, yes, you should, but make sure that you go deep. Okay, uh, be sure not to fall into the trap of greenwashing. Just being bio-based is not enough. I think I made that point. Yeah, if you're causing deforestation or if you're causing uh, competition with food, uh, you've just uh, maybe eliminated one problem and created another problem. So, so maybe my my advice there is to be um, to be very selective. In, in what in what you look at in terms of raw materials, but you should go far beyond raw materials. Your carbon footprint is also heavily affected by the energy that you use. So use uh, use renewable energy. Take advantage of the tools that exist, and the best tool is called mass balance allocation. And mass balance allocation means that you you don't have to switch your entire process from being non-sustainable to sustainable. You can do it one step at a time. And that one step you can apply to one product for one customer. And then also look at sustainability in terms of the social impacts, the, the impact that your product, maybe your product can enable more sustainability. And what I mean by that is the, the opposite of a, of a sustainable society is a disposable society, right? So anything that you can do to avoid a disposable society, so instead of a, of a single use, if you can create a multiple use, in other words, if you can, if you can create and offer a product that is, that is inherently more durable, something that lasts longer, you don't use it once, but you use it many times, then it's a continuous improvement uh, process. You never, ever declare victory, right? You can always improve the safety of the, of the farmers. You can always improve the amount of water that they use to improve the efficiency of their crop. You can always teach more farmers. So you just keep growing and improving and learning. And just like it's a circular material uh, economy, it's also a circular uh, improvement cycle. It was so lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. There you have it. The first episode of season two of Transitions has come to an end. Kevin, thank you for coming to tell us about the potential of castor oil. I've learned so much. To those of you listening, thank you for joining us. I'm delighted to have you back for this new season. And don't forget, this topic also concerns Bostique. And that's why Bostique Talks continues. In each episode, a speaker will share their experience and help us understand how each of the trends addressed in transitions could change the way each business unit functions. See you soon for the next episode, where we'll look into another emerging trend. Goodbye.